Hi, and welcome back to my corner of the internet. I'm so grateful to keep you company on your commute, your run, your walk, or just your moment alone today. This is our time, you and me, to reflect, connect, and eject the disk of societal expectations from our mental and emotional hard drive. This is our space to take ourselves less seriously, reflect deeply on our lives and society, and give ourselves, as Mark Brackett would say, permission to feel. My name is Francesca, and this is The View from My Soapbox. This one is special. It's personal. Today, I want to tell you about what I think was the second most intense experience of 2020 for me. The most intense one, if you're wondering, is much more vulnerable, and it'll have to come another time. Silver medal, though, definitely goes to what happened on July 21st of this absolute bonkers year. I measure the intensity of an experience by its ability to anchor me in the moment and make me forget about the past and the future, to anchor me in my own body and my feelings in a way that feels both like I'm trapped and also kind of like I'm liberated by my self-awareness. You know that feeling when something happens that's so crazy that you literally forget time exists and it's just you, your body, and whoever's living the moment with you? Intense experiences can be terrifying, disorienting, and traumatic for that reason, and I would say this one definitely was. But intense experiences also have this incredible power to connect you on a really deep level to whoever you're going through this experience with. It becomes something that you share with them, and something you both carry with you your whole lives, for better or for worse. Although it was really difficult in the moment, I don't doubt that this happened for me, not to me, and I'll never forget what I learned. It was a sunny Tuesday afternoon. Adam and I were driving down the highway on our way to his parents' house. We were listening to Foreigner at my request because, for some reason, I keep clinging on to the delusional hope that I can just will him into appreciating my taste in music, like that's something you can develop by osmosis or something. Anyways, I think it was feels like the first time or something like that. And we're in stop and go traffic heading into Toronto. It's really busy. And we've been on the road for hours. Everything feels so normal and everyday. And I'm probably wondering what we'll have for dinner. And suddenly I feel Adam slam on the brakes. I'll never forget the look of the back of that red SUV as we hurtle towards it. All I can think is, oh my god, oh my god. I don't even know if I say anything. I just feel myself reach to the side to grab to him as I dig my heels instinctively onto the floor and brace for impact. We crash into the car in front of us and everything goes quiet. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay too. Okay, everyone's okay. We see the people in the other car get out. They're okay. Everyone's okay. I've never been in a car accident before. My brain is racing to figure out what comes next. Do we call 911? Do we get our stuff out? And then Adam says, uh-oh, there's smoke coming out of the hood. We need to get out of here. Thinking about our wallets, we grab our backpacks to leave everything else and climb out of the car from the driver's seat. Looking back, the hood is smoldering. There's some liquid spilling out onto the asphalt. To be honest, the car doesn't even look that bad, even though the hood is folded up like an accordion. We reach the median and are immediately greeted by a couple friendly tow truck drivers. They made all the calls for us. The police, fire, and paramedics are on the way, they say. They confirm that no one got hurt. But they pull us even further away from the car, like they know what's coming next. 
Adam and I watch from a hundred meters away as the car we were just in bursts into flames and gets completely engulfed in black smoke. It looks like the devil himself is trying to escape this poor Pontiac. Think I'm being dramatic? Look at the cover picture of this show. Now you know where it's from. We hold each other, shaking, scared shitless together. We call our parents. We calm each other down. In the end, we get rescued by family friends who live nearby. After leaving the metal carcass in the scrapyard, they welcome us into their home and give us tacos and tequila. We sleep on air mattresses in their living room, our necks cramping from the whiplash. Falling asleep that night is unusually difficult. For about two days after that, everything feels unreal, eerie, ethereal. It's sunny in the GTA. We ride our bikes and eat craft dinner and hug each other a lot more than usual. We express our gratitude. We talk about what happened. We also talked about what could have happened. There's this show we both really like called Peaky Blinders. At one point, when he's talking about the war, Tommy Shelby goes, everything after that was extra. And not to compare my experience to the war, but that's kind of how I feel. Everything after that is extra. This is extra. This moment, right now, and every moment after it, and everything I do with my life is extra. I'm so grateful I got more. So many people don't. Whenever I think about the crash now, which is quite often, I remember how lucky I am to be alive at all, and I'm floored with gratitude. I didn't make any major changes in my life, because I didn't feel I needed to. I love what I study, and I love the people in my life. But the crash changed how I think. On the days I do think about it, I don't worry so much like I usually do. I don't stress over things like grades or how I look or whether or not my weekend plans are interesting enough. I don't take things for granted. I call my family. I go outside. I journal. I treat myself more kindly. I'm more patient with my flaws and I feel proud of who I am. And especially, I don't yearn for things I don't have or try to control the uncontrollable. The biggest thing I learned from the crash is that nothing is within our control except our own thoughts and actions. And this is hard, you guys. This is hard to learn. I want to control things. If you know me, you know I like to have my plan, my schedule, my tidy lists, my strategies, and man, if I could just upload my calendar to the cloud of the cosmos so that the world can follow my schedule, that would be great. <laughs> but the reality is that I live at the mercy of the forces of nature, or the universe if that's what you believe in, or God, whether I choose to realize it or not. And so do you. When you look at the bigger picture, we're kind of like a bunch of ants anxiously ambling about our silly little tasks, getting so upset when something thwarts our plans. And this isn't to diminish our struggles and the depth of our experiences. It also isn't to say that nobody cares about your problems. I don't believe that's helpful. But what I do believe is helpful is realizing how absurd it is to be obsessed with preserving the illusion of something we never had in the first place. Living joyous lives means holding ourselves accountable for what we can control, like our self-talk, how we treat others, what we spend our energy on, and letting go of our attachment to outcomes that we can't control. 
Stoicism has really helped me wrap my head around this. Epictetus said, Never say about anything, I have lost it, but only I have given it back. None of these outcomes we're attached to were ours in the first place. That job, that relationship, grade, scholarship, family member. None of those things were ever ours, not really. Tomorrow isn't yours. Ten years from now isn't yours. Gregory Hayes, who wrote my favorite translation of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, not that that's a thing that I have a favorite of or anything, <clears throat> described a key Stoic principle like this, quote, Things outside our control have no ability to harm us. Acts of wrongdoing by a human agent harm the agent, not the victim. And acts of nature, such as fire, illness, or death, can harm us only if we choose to see them as harmful. End quote. And you know, it's no use ruminating on these things needlessly or being scared by our impending doom. As Seneca said, there are more things like likely to frighten us than there are to crush us. We suffer more in imagination than in reality. So, what did I learn from the car crash? I learned to live immediately. I learned to let go of needing things, to work out exactly to plan, let go of what I expected out of life. Because none of it is guaranteed, and it's pretty absurd to walk around in an unpredictable world with any expectations. I learned again, and I have to learn this over and over again, to be grateful and content, because no matter what my anxiety sometimes tells me, my life is full of amazing people and things and circumstances that bring me joy each freaking day. And finally, I learned that even when it's time for me to give all those things back, because that time will come, the people, the circumstances, the life, it isn't a loss because they were never mine in the first place. It's just surrendering to the bigger picture. It's taking my place in a world where things happen that don't make sense because the universe doesn't owe us sense. It doesn't owe us certainty. It doesn't promise us anything but change. That's what makes certain moments so intense. Those are the moments when we feel the most aware of and vulnerable to the constant force of change. Above all, the crash taught me there is freedom to be found in accepting that the only guarantee is life's unpredictability. This episode is dedicated to my nonno. Today is his birthday and he's 91 years old. Buon compleanno, nonno. You taught me what it means to endure. You taught me there is joy in everything. You remind me each day that la vita è bella, and I'm so grateful to have your warmth and light in my life. You told me this morning there's joy to be found in each one of life's seasons, and I can't wait to see it too. I love you, and here's to 92. To everybody else, have a good weekend. Be gentle with yourselves, live immediately, and don't forget to enjoy your life.